of the world. You are now tuned in to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TDN Radio. So a pleasant good evening to you wherever you're joining us from. If it is Tuesday, it is time once again to get powered up for another episode of Untapped Potential right here on TDN Radio. As you know, this is where we stop by every Tuesday to get energized and powered up for the week ahead and also to remind ourselves of the important life goals that we are working on, especially as we see that 2022 is quickly coming to a close. So if you're keeping track, today is December 6, 2022. And as we know, it is also the elections, the general elections in Dominica is being carried out right now uh, on December 6, 2022. And yes, it all came as a shock and a surprise to many of us Dominicans because we certainly was were not expecting a snap election. So if you've been keeping track, uh, the Prime Minister of Dominica, uh, Roosevelt Skerritt, called general elections back on November 6, only giving the country one month to get prepared for the general elections. And of course, there are a lot of opposing voices with regards to the SNAP election, uh, including the Electoral uh, Reform Coalition, which has been formed, including um, the opposition United Workers Party, uh, the Freedom Party, um, and other civil and religious organizations who have objected to the calling of this SNAP election, considering the state of Dominica right now. So again, today, Tuesday, December 6th, uh, the general elections in Dominica is on the way, and we pray that everything will be peaceful, despite the call for civil uh, disobedience, because again, many people are opposing this particular elections. So again, welcome to the program. As always, we have a great interview for you. And this time around, I thought we would get to know the new leader of the opposition a little bit better. So Dr. Thompson Fontaine is now the leader of the United Workers Party. And I thought we would take some time to get to know him better. So we had the honor of having him on a Facebook Live interview about a week ago, where he stopped by to tell us all about about his plans for the United Workers Party and his plans for moving Dominica forward. Because I think all too often, 
We sit on the sidelines and we say, you know what, this politics thing is not for me. And that is exactly what those in power want to hear, because by us refusing to be a part of the political process in Dominica, it simply, it simply gives them the green light to do whatever they want with Dominica, to claim as much as um, of the want of Dominica to take over as many resources and the money in Dominica. So I think it is important that if we're interested in moving Dominica and the Caribbean region forward, the political system and the political process also has to be a part of our concern. So again, our interview, it will probably be about a two or three part series that we will do here at Untapped Potential because we spent about two hours speaking to Dr. Thompson Fontaine on who he is, his plans for Dominica and some other important topics. So I'll probably bring it to you in a series of maybe two to three uh, conversations here on Untapped Potential. So you can expect to hear the beginning portion of our Facebook Live interview with Dr. Thompson Fontaine today, and then we will bring you the rest of the his interview in subsequent programs. So again, welcome to the program. Um, let's get the show off on the road with this number from Terrace Riley. My day as we remember to appreciate every day, to be grateful for every day that we are blessed with. So always remember to start each and every day with a note of gratitude as we begin each day. So again, let's enjoy this one from Taris Riley, My Day, and then stay tuned for our interview with Dr. Thompson Thanks for life, give thanks for life. Oh, chimney, chimney. Uh. Today, my rise like the sunrise, my bright and my upright. No one can block my vibes. I may not care who I fight, I know I criticize, I'm on a higher heights. So you can say what you want to and do what you want to, it's no concern to me. But I'm have my own vision, my depth on my own mission to rule my destiny. Oh, it's my day to do anything I want to. It's my time, and I'll use it any way I want to. It's my life, and I'm responsible for every action. It's all mine, my day, my time, my life. I beg you, easy enough, give me some reason, and don't invade my space. I'm in a different place, different place. Moving on my way So if you feel like a champion Then nothing can go wrong This one is your song Hey, Put away your troubles Put away your worries Help me sing along Oh, it's my day To do anything I want to It's my time And I'll use it any way I want to It's my life And I'm responsible for every action It's all my time, my life out there Feeling alive, feeling a vibe And nothing can stop me I don't care what they think or what they say about me Look out world, here we come up and running And all I'm saying is 
As you know, here at Push Past 10, we're all about promoting Dominica, the Caribbean region, and having those conversations that help to move Dominica and the Caribbean region forward. Uh, this evening, we are joined by Dr. Thompson Fontaine. As you know, he's the newly elected leader of the United Workers' Party in Dominica, and he has agreed to have his first official interview with us this evening to tell us all about the plans, the vision, the challenges. So much to cover this evening as Dr. Fontaine is joining us. So we're not going to waste any time. We're going to bring him in and begin the conversation. Dr. Fontaine, how are you? I'm doing well. A very good night to you. It's been a, a long day, but it's a nonetheless a good one. Thank you yes, for having me yes. and a very good evening to your listeners. Yes, and thank you for taking time out to be here with us and for making us your first official interview. You know, we are about 19,000 visitors strong a month on Push Pastén, and we are mainly Dominicans in Dominica and the diaspora overseas who are very passionate about Dominica and very passionate about moving Dominica forward. So we want to invite everybody to come on in, share the light, let everyone know that we are here for this important conversation. And as we get started again, Dr. Fontaine, congratulations on being elected to the leader of the United Workers Party. And just tell us, how do you feel about being elected to this position? Wow. Well, thank you, Simon. Thank you again. Um, it's a very exciting time, I can tell you. It's a very exciting time for the party, for Dominica, uh, for what it, what it means uh, to have um, new leadership in place and, and, and to really focus on uh, you know, what a, a party like ours can do. A party, as you know, we've been in opposition for the past um, 22 years, um, last in office between 1995 and 2000. So that this offers an opportunity for us, especially as we engage in the task of electoral reform, ensuring that we get electoral reform. Uh, it's an exciting time all around, and, and I'm really happy to be a part of this um, very interesting and, and, and important time in our country's history. Yes, and just tell us about the other folks who were elected um, yesterday. Yes, so we have um, as the deputy political leader, uh, Mr. Clement Maslin, as the president, uh, Mr. Lennox Linton, 
the vice president of the party is now Ms. Francesca Joseph. Our general secretary is Mr. Nicholas George. Our deputy secretary is Ms. Diane Victor. Our PRO is Ms. Barnes. And our international secretary is Dr. T.C. Thomas. So it is, um, and, and of course we have, we also have um, three trustees, uh, our founder and the former prime minister of Dominica, Mr. Edison James. There is also Mr. Norris Prevo, former minister in the government of the United Workers Party. And newly elected was Ms. Ernie Johnfin, who contested the elections for the party in 2019. Yes, and I'm sure they all have very important roles to play. But I think we are primarily interested in what is the role of the leader of the party. And before you respond, let me just go ahead and acknowledge everyone who's joining us via the Facebook Live, Avril Bertrand, Sandra Norris. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Don't forget to share the live because we want to hear from you as well. You know, unlike some folks who believe that Dominica belongs to them, we believe that Dominica belongs to everyone. And so you too have an important contribution to make um, in this conversation and in the plans for moving Dominica forward. So Dr. Fontaine, what is the role of the leader? The leader of the, the political leader of the party provides political direction to the party. He is responsible, he or she is responsible for ensuring that the party is prepared uh, for any general election that may be called. He has to ensure and, and actually look after the interests um, of, the, of, of the party and the party members, look after the welfare of the party supporters. Um, also, the party leader plays a critical role in setting the vision for the party in, because particularly his role is to, is to ensure that the party can assume the reins of government. And so the strategic vision, strategic direction uh, is expected to come from the political leader and also as a leader of men and women to ensure that the party is successful. And so a, a great part of my work going forward is to ensure the success of the party. And the way the success is measured is by, is by being able to convince a significant part of the population that you are the better party to run the affairs of the country. And mm -hmm. so in, in a lot of ways, the political leader is the face of the party, the political leader, and in fact, and for a number of countries, the, the fortunes, the ability of the party to either attain office or, or not rest upon the abilities of its leader. Mm -hmm. So it's a huge undertaking. It's a huge, um, I would not like to say burden, but that's, that's sometimes the way it feels like because you have this burden of responsibility to really, you know, because you have thousands and thousands of people who are looking up to you as a leader to be successful, to be able to convince persons to join the party, to convince persons to abandon their previous support for another party and come on board. So it's a, it's a major undertaking, but it's one which I believe um, I'm well prepared for. I would not have offered myself for that position if I did not think I was prepared to do that. It's a role that I think um, all of my combined experiences over the years 
can now allow me to play. And in the case of Dominica, uh, particularly for a party, the ability to attract the young people to be able to provide them with a vision that they can hang on to, a vision of job creation, a vision of opportunities, a vision of, of, of higher education, all of those things that can be appealing. All of that has to be neatly packaged and in a way sold to the public so that they can buy into it, so that they, they feel that they, they can be part of this party. So, you know, it's about setting the tone. It's about um, making it comfortable for persons to feel that they can not only support the party or join the party, but that they can provide support for the party, you know. And so all of those issues, um, the ability, of course, to raise, uh, you know, financing for the party, because as you know, if you're going to run a successful campaign, you need resources, you need financial resources. So the ability of the leader to be able to attract resources becomes of paramount importance. So all of those things you have to basically be able to do and to do it successfully so that the party can be successful. Yeah, and, and I think one of the things that we're coming to find out is we need so much more education and in terms of elections and our constitution in Dominica. So one of the things that um, I'm sure a lot of us would like to know is does the role of leadership uh, assume that you will be prime minister in the event that you are elected to pol political office? Well, th that has been the norm. Typically, the political leader, once he is able to win, because the, the assumption is that, well, okay, let, let me do it this way. Once the, for the position of prime minister, it is the, the person who commands the support of the majority of elected members. So that means the prime minister himself has to be elected. And in addition to him, he has to have, in our case, in the case of Dominica with 21 constituencies, he has to have, he has to have an additional, um, he has to have an additional 10 persons that he can relate to. So in that case, it becomes critical uh, for that person to be able to command the support of these 10 other persons. And it's on that basis he becomes a prime minister. Typically, it is the leader of the party that leads into, that goes into the general elections, who comes out in that particular position. Yes, yes, very well said. Thank you for that explanation. Now, just kind of tell us about the vision. You know, I think what most Dominicans want to know at this point is what is going to be different what is the new vision for the United Workers' Party and how are, will various um, segments of our population, such as the youth, the diaspora, the business community, what role will the various uh, segments of our society play in the vision of the United Workers' Party going forward under your leadership? I've been very clear to the people of Dominica that my leadership, will be based on honesty, integrity, and accountability, as well as transparency. It is very important that I offer to the people of Dominica a leadership style that is engaged or engaged with all sectors of society. My vision for Dominica is one that is united where no one is left behind. No one is considered as less than honorable, or no one is considered as less than having a seat at the table. So in terms of the vision that I share, it is a vision that will promote the interests of the young people of Dominica, 
and that will provide opportunities for the young people. So using my skills as an economist, using my skills as someone who has spent many, many years developing other countries, um, working in the interests of other countries, I can now bring those skills to bear in Dominica. So importantly, there will be a focus on economic development, a focus on job creation, a focus on creating opportunities for our young people. But in addition to the young people, we want to focus on our elderly and on, on older persons who have contributed to Dominica, who have spent all their lives in Dominica, to ensure that there is a system that will take care of those who are less fortunate or those who may not have the means. In addition, to ensure that you have a, a public service that is efficient, where people are empowered to work hard, a public service where people give their all to the state. Um, it also involves taking care of those who are less fortunate amongst us. For example, in Dominica, we have a situation of a very high crime, a very high crime rate, a very high um, murder rate, for example, amongst our young men in particular. That is very concerning to me as a leader in this country. And the question is, how do we deal with this? How do we provide opportunities for young people? Our legal system, how do we take care so that people don't fall through the cracks? So all of these are issues. Because what you have is a very uh, disparate and, and a very uh, different groupings of persons. The young, the elderly, the children. I'm very much concerned, for example, about the level of domestic violence and sexual violence against our young women the number of young um, persons that are abused, all of those issues um, that I would, I would love to tackle as a leader of the party and show a different direction on this, show that we care. One of the major things about, and in terms of the vision for, for Dominica, is to have a government that cares about the welfare of its people, that takes care of its people. Those who find themselves in trouble, those who, are, who, are, who find themselves contrary to the laws of the land, but also just, just create this, this, this environment where people will want to belong to this country rather than having people running away constantly, trying to get as far away from Dominica as possible. And we used to do something, you know, before as young, as young kids, we would throw a stone behind our back, you know, if you want to finish with that particular situation. Too many people are throwing stones behind their back and running away from Dominica. We want to reverse that. We want to promote a country where people would be proud to live. And our former leader, Honorable Linus Linton, had a very important saying that Dominica should be the best place to live, to work, and to enjoy life. And that is something that we want to promote. That is something that our party continues to promote. And we believe that we have the skill set. We believe that we have the necessary support within the party to get it done. But to get all of this done, of course, we have to be elected in office. So a vision, my own vision, is to ensure that, and that's the promise that I, I gave when I was talking to our delegates, the promise that I gave to them is that I will work night and day to ensure that the United Workers' Party, when there is electoral reform and we have new elections, that our party comes out on top. Yes, yes, and thank you for that, um, Dr. Fontaine. And it's great to hear you talk about um, situations in Dominica, such as the high murder rate, um, abuse of women, sexual abuse, because unfortunately we hear a lot of campaigning, but those are not issues that we're hearing as a concern of the Labour Party. I keep listening for it because those are my concerns, 
but I don't hear anything about those particular issues and they're critical to the foundation of our society. Yeah, you know, if you listen to the ongoing campaign, you would say that there are no issues in Dominica. Right. Because as you rightly said, none of these issues are spoken about. None of these issues are talked about. I mean, you know, persons have been murdered. On a, we've had more, probably 15, 16 murders so mm -hmm. far for the year in Dominica. And it's never mentioned by the politicians, never mentioned by the government. Um, the level of crime that we have, no mention is made of it. And you wonder what is going on. You know, it's almost like if you don't talk about it, it does not exist. But the fact mm -hmm. of the matter, matter is that these situations are there. A significant number of our young men in particular are going through hells in this country. And a lot of it has to do or is tied in to the fact that you have very little opportunities for young people. There's very little um, opportunities for work. And where that does exist, as in, is the case of the National Employment Program, the NEP program, persons are paid substandard wages. I mean, imagine individuals are being paid 500 bucks, $500 a month in Dominica for a month's work. And you figure $500 can probably get you. Now, you know, I, I remember talking to a young gentleman some time ago that was part of the NEP. And I wanted to get a feel for him as to what the 500 does. I, I know what it does and I know what you can get. I'm, I'm well aware of the cost of living in Dominica. But he was telling me that, you know, he has to divide his month. So, for example, in month one, he will buy a quarter bag of sugar, a quarter bag of flour, and then probably a little bit of um, something else, you know, probably some milk or something. That takes you up to $500. The next month, he will buy, you know, other things that so at probably at the end of four or five months he has everything that he requires but he cannot do everything in one month because 500 dollars can only take you so far but that is the reality that we have in dominica that, that a significant portion a significant number of persons who've been employed by this government are employed under the NEP under the NEP program and that is simply not good enough we have the situation of the public servants our public servants, uh, uh, very hardworking, dedicated public servants who have to get up every day, five days a week, sometimes six, seven days a week, if you count the police officers and our nurses. And they are not receiving much by way of remuneration. I worked as a high school teacher in Dominica over 20 years ago. And the salary I was getting then, a high school teacher is getting that same salary all those years later. And when you think about it, the value of this $1,500 is probably now worth about $600 in real terms, given mm -hmm. the level of inflation. So these are the real situations we have in this country. And it is made worse when you consider that this is a government that has had at its, at its disposal millions and millions of dollars. But this money has not been invested in, in the public service. It has not been invested in a very good and powerful welfare system. It has not been invested in protecting our young ladies against predators. It has not been done. These monies instead have been packed overseas, has been given to, to individuals to do as they wish. And that simply is not good enough. And, and that is the reason why I, I offered myself uh, to serve in this, this capacity, to rally persons, to, to understand their own situation. Because sometimes people are just going about the business, probably they're too concerned about making ends meet to think about those things. So it is my duty now as a leader of the party to bring those issues to the attention of the public and say, hey, not only are we bringing those issues to you, but we believe as a party, 
we can do better at addressing those issues and it's in the process of addressing those issues that we can bring a better standard of living to Dominica and we can make this place truly the place to live, work and to enjoy life. Yeah, and you know, uh, uh, Dr. Fontaine, thank you, thank you for that. And you're absolutely correct because when, for example, you see on social media, a turkey in Dominica is costing $235, it begs the question of what can you really do with $500 EC dollars a month? And I think we also need to distinguish, because I've just been making a lot of observations along the way. I also think it's important to distinguish between a government who says they want to, quote unquote, take care of you, as opposed to a government who wants to provide an enabling environment so you can take care of yourself. Because I don't think what Dominicans re are realizing is when the government says, I will take care of you, it means I will take care of you as long as you keep boarding me back in and you keep being dependent on me, as opposed to a government that says, I will provide an enabling environment for you. It's the difference in styles of parenting, where parents spoil the children by giving them everything that they need, and then they become adults and they don't know how to take care of themselves as opposed to parents who train their children to be independent so that they can grow up and grow wings and fly away. So how does the United Workers' Party plan on creating that enabling environment so that folks can take care of themselves? You know, and that's where, Simon, we set ourselves apart uh, as the United Workers' Party from this government. And the evidence is there. In the five years we were in office, between 1995 and 2000, we showed a different way. We showed how a government should be wrong. And now we've, we've, we've had many years to, to strengthen our approaches, to rethink our approaches, and areas where we are weak to strengthen those. So now we can offer a more fundamental um, program to the Dominican public. We can offer something that they can actually believe in. And, you know, it's unfortunate we are not part of this election. But we are hoping that as soon as we have those reforms and we have new elections, that we can begin to demonstrate to the Dominican public. But in the meantime, what we can do and what we are doing is going out there and reminding the Dominican public how things can be different. I mean, I can give you countless examples. Take the example of just housing. You know, I don't believe it is, it is, it is um, a good policy to simply give people houses to live in. You know, I believe that if you're going to provide those houses, that persons have to have the sense of responsibility. And the way you provide a sense of responsibility is to say, yeah, we'll provide you those housing. However, you'll have to pay something. Even if it's just a token amount a mm -hmm. month because we understand that things are hard. But you have to you have to have this person feel a sense of indebtedness or, or feel that they, you know, that they have something to work to. So you're not just giving it to them and dangling it before them but they have a path to owning that property, which to me makes a fundamental difference. Yeah, and, and it really does begin with job creation, Dr. Fontaine, because if people had jobs, then they would be able to pay a mortgage. And you know, I'm a proud uh, a person who grew up in the Baffisted housing scheme, and we, we, have, we still own to this day a Patrick John house. Right? right? And right. it's because we were able to have employment. My father was employed. My mother, you know, did what she um, could do to support us. And so we were able to, to own the home and have a title 
to the home. So we see lots of comments are coming in on the Facebook Live. We want to thank um, the incredible audience that is joining us today. We will take your questions in a little while. But uh, Alvin Thomas also sent us some questions for you, Dr. Fontaine. And I'm happy that you touched on the importance of trust and transparency in the beginning part of your explanations. Because I think what we're seeing now is a lack of trust. Because when you have a government, a prime minister who says to you uh, in his own words that there will not be another election until the electoral reform process has gone through. And then the same day that the first report comes out, he announces a snap election. I mean, do I really need to ask the question about trust? And I think we can think of countless examples of that. So here's the question that Alvin submitted to you. He says, Dr. Fontaine, trust is a huge issue today in politics, business and institutions, including the churches. Are you concerned about that? And how do you intend to address this trust issue starting in your party and the rest of the country? Yeah, that's an excellent question. Let me thank Alvin for this. In fact, this is a this has a legal term. It's called, I believe, reasonable expectation in that when public officials or when public persons, when they make statements to the public, there, there is a reasonable expectation that they will carry through on the promises. So when a prime minister comes out on the night that he is elected and says in my number one priority is electoral reform, and I promise you the people of Dominica, that I will have electoral reform for you. And within my first 100 days, I will enlist the services of a renowned jurist to do it. And he, he goes out, the jurist does his work, provides his report, and on the day that he provides his report, you turn around, slides him, and goes and announces elections with the same problem that you yourself identified. So there is a complete breakdown of trust. There is a complete lack of trust. How can we trust you as citizens of Dominica when you make such a, a bold-faced promise and you turn around and completely, you know, cast aside the entire Dominican population? So, yeah, I agree that there is a situation of trust in this country. People simply don't trust anything that the prime minister says. But, however, I think it's a, it's a larger societal problem because even within the churches, even within certain communities, people lose trust in their leaders because they see that they, they say one thing and they behave differently. You know, and, and, and even leaders who support, even against their own better judgment, even within the church, you, will, you wonder why, why would a church leader support a political leader who is so clearly out of sync, who, who is making all of those promises, who is, who is, who is giving our resources to foreigners, how can a, a church leader support it? So there is a lot, there is that complete breakdown, as it were, within our society. The way that I would address this is, and that's the reason why, at the very beginning, I have given that solemn promise to the Dominican public that my leadership within the party, to begin with, and ultimately, as leader of the country, because I believe that we as a party are going to get to that place, is that it will be based on honesty and, and accountability. And, and, and the, the idea of accountability, when you, when you are accountable to the people of Dominica, 
when you make a promise to them you keep that promise i can understand if the promise if you make a promise and then something happens and it is beyond your control but that's a situation where a promise was made you began to act on it and at the, when it became critical for you to see it through you just abandon it so there is where you have the break the breakdown of trust so you know that is something that that i i want to show the dominican public that uh, my own style in terms of, of leadership, in terms of leading the country, will be completely different. I, I will not make promises that I'm not able to keep, but when I do make a promise, I will keep those promises. Yeah, and I think Dr. Margaret Wallace, who is joining us live, says it best a breakdown of our society moral fabric. And Tewo also agrees that with trust comes accountability. There has been no trust with the incumbent party. So guys, keep the Facebook live comments coming in. I will try to get to as many of them as possible. But you know, Thompson, uh, Dr. Fountain, something else that comes to mind is that it just seems like the UWP has been fighting an uphill battle for about 20 years right now. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of us are curious in terms of what will be the strategy for getting into office and um, this time around, because I have to tell you, I'm a very observant person. And what I am seeing with regards to the Labour Party is on several fronts, right? So they've cornered the entertainers, right? They've cornered the media. And most recently, what I'm noticing is that they're taking over social media, not to mention, not to forget the cool outs that they're handing out. That is all part of their strategy, uh, religion, cool outs, all the entertainers they can pay for, and monitoring the radio. As you know, they monitor Q95 very closely, so they know exactly what is going on on the quote-unquote other side. But the most recent observation I have found is that they're doing social media blasts so that when one program goes live, it is live on all the prime ministers, ministers' pages so that they're controlling the narrative that is put out there. So given all this information, what will be your strategy for getting the United Workers Party into office? You know, when you, when you peel back all of this, what you will understand is that in 2014, the government, uh, the, the, this current government won by 610 votes, right? 610 votes. In 2019, it's a little, it's, but about 12, 1,300 votes. And, and, and the way you calculate this is that if you look in the, in the constituencies that they won, if you were to add eight constituencies that we could have won and the margin of victory, you will see that it's not a great margin. So with all of that, with this overwhelming level of resources, with the ability to bring persons from overseas in large numbers, in, in, in um, constituencies that they have identified that they can win that way you know they've they've, they've won through trickery they've won through cheating through treating all of those different means but at the end of the day the margins of victory are not all that great so what that tells me as someone who spent a lot of time doing strategic thinking is that this government is beatable and the way you beat this government is to ensure that there is a level playing field. And that's why the number one priority for me as this leader of the United Workers Party, number one priority is to get electoral reform. And that's why I said last night to the party faithful 
that I will never, I will neither sleep nor rest until there is electoral reform. So that's one. You begin with a level playing field. With a level playing field, we will be able to overcome the advantage that this party has. And in terms of the other things that you talked about, in terms of promotion and social media, we have to use all of those various tools. Mm -hmm. Importantly, we have to reinforce our base. We have to attract new persons into our party, and that's what we'll be doing, attracting new persons. And the way we're going to do that is with a very sober and realistic program, something that is believable, a program that we can back up with facts, we can back up because we've done it elsewhere or we've, we've seen it happen before and we know how to do it. You know, basic policy measures that we'll put in place that can create wealth, that can create employment for young people in particular. We are going to be putting together a program that we can take to the Dominican public and say, that is what we are offering you. That is what we believe we can accomplish in that time and we believe that with, with dealing with the, this, the public now honestly, would you would you be able, able to, to share do. some of those uh, projects that um you have in mind we have no that is within our planning we cannot we okay we, we cannot do it now and um because we are not in an election mode and so this is better left for when uh, we are closer to an election. We can rebuild it because my fear is that we start saying what we're going to do, yep. and then you know copycats <laughs> yep. everywhere, and we certainly don't want to risk that. But I can I can assure the Dominican public that we are constantly thinking through how we can build wealth, how we can grow the economy, how we can we can provide greater opportunities and we're not this is these are not theories for, for example about a year ago i started a an investment club where i have about uh, 12 or so dominican young dominican professionals who are investing in the stock market right and that's one way of going well they contribute and we invest these monies in the stock market and they are doing exceptionally well there are different ways different things that we can do and have people buy into it and allow, as I said, create wealth and, and just really turn this metric around. You know, when I look at, at young people in Dominica and they work so hard, I, you know, I see those nurses who work, you know, really, really hard to, to take care of, of the sick and our teachers who work under all sorts of conditions. Sometimes they have to put their hands in their own pocket, you know, to probably buy a book for a child or, or to contribute something, you know. They work so hard and yet they, at the end of the day, they can barely make it you know they can even where they are they are they are married and they have two salaries it is so difficult for public servants to really live a decent life but i remember a time i remember a time when public servants used to take holidays you know they used to have those big excursions to new york and to paris and to and to london because people had money now all of that has has, has vanished people can barely take vacations not even staycations, as they call it. Not even within the country can go to a hotel, probably take a you know a two nights at some hotel here in Dominic. They cannot even do that, and that's the kind of thing that I believe a United Workers Party can reverse mm -hmm. and can change. And that is what that's the vision that we are selling to the Dominican public. And we'll have a lot more to say in terms of actual projects, but that will be for another day. But I can just assure you, Simon, yes. that that we are we are thinking through these things. 
uh, we are we are working on them and at the current time we'll be able to reveal those to the public. Yeah, and you're absolutely right, uh, Dr. Fontaine, because I know, for example, Monel Alexis is a wealth of information with regards to growing well, with regards to and, 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 um, embracing technology to build wealth. So I know that you're surrounded, and she's just one person that pops into mind because she's very present on social media. So I already know that you have the team that I keep talking about creating that enabling environment rather than quote unquote, um, taking care of people. And then if they fall out of favor with you, then, hey, yeah. I'm not going to take care of you anymore. And then you have no skill sets yeah, no to thing. take care yeah. of yourself. Yeah, so I exactly. think that you're certainly surrounded by the, the right team. So, so far in terms of the challenges, we've talked about the economy of Dominica. We've talked about growing membership. Um, some of the things that come to mind, you know, um, some of the criticisms that have been levied against UWPs, for example, you know, they spend too much time on the radio. We don't see them on the ground. And also the idea of um, no money, because I think in the mindset of Dominicans, there is this illusion that the money belong, the money of the country belongs to the Labour Party. And if the UWP were to come into power, they would have no money to run the country. So kind of just speak to us on those two particular um, criticisms that we often hear about the United Workers Party that, you know, all we, all we do is we hear them on the radio talking, talking, talking. We don't really see them on the ground and the, the issue about money. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, actually, you know, we have listened or I have listened to this particular criticism of the United Workers Party. And I can tell you that we are working really, really hard to address in this. In fact, um, we'll be having a press conference tomorrow where we'll be announcing a plan to reach out to our communities. I refer to it as the All Doors Initiative, where the plan is the United Workers Party representatives, those who plan to offer themselves for service and to run as candidates and so on, will be going to every single community. We'll spend the time, we'll, we'll talk, We'll discuss, we'll find out from the public what their problems are, what their issues are. We want to listen to them. It will be more like a, a listening tour initially where we, you know, we spend the time. You know, we talk to the fishermen, we talk to the farmers, we talk to the nurses, we talk to the doctors, we talk to everybody. We visit the, the schools, we, we speak to the school children. That will be a, a critical part of the next few months. That is the guarantee that I've given to the party. That is an, an effort that I'm definitely going to spearhead. And that is in response to a very real criticism that we do not spend enough time on the ground. We are going to ensure that we have a permanent presence on the ground. We'll strengthen our community groups, what we call the community associations or constituency associations. We will strengthen those. Because these are, are the institutions that will ultimately be attracting the new members that we want to join the party, the persons that we want to attract to the party. We'll equip those associations with the vision and the plans of the party so that they can share those. So that will be an ongoing effort uh, um, from the get-go okay, to really attract new interests into the party spend the time on the ground so we've, we've we've listened we've heard this criticism 
We respect it. It does not mean that we will disappear from the radio. That will still be part, but more importantly, we'll spend the time on the ground. Now on the issue of resources, that's one of the issues that I'm again taking head on. Last night at my acceptance speech to our delegates, I, I lamented the fact that not enough members of the party, dedicated members, commit to the membership fees. Every single political party, even in the United States, we say the Democrats, it is the members more so than business places that contribute the regular. For us, it's, it's, it's a simple matter of $5 a month. So I made a direct appeal to our members last night to pay their, their membership fees. You know, if every single, we have over 17,000 persons who voted for us. If every single member makes that commitment of $5 a month or who can afford more does that, we can do a lot more. In addition to that, the onus is on me as a leader of the party to get additional resources because I understand we cannot do the kinds of projects and different things that we are looking to do. We cannot do it with just membership dues. So that's where my ability to reach out to the diaspora, I believe that's a very important component of this. So if you're listening to us in the diaspora, we'll be coming to you. Um, you know, when I was in the United States, I received on almost during the time of Barack Obama's um, reign, almost on a daily basis, I would receive an email asking for a contribution to Barack Obama's campaign and to his success. And people took it up and gave that support. And we're looking for a similar style thing where we will be going to the thousands and thousands of Dominicans who want to see better, who believe in the vision of the United Workers' Party. We believe that they will be able to help us in that regard. And of course, ultimately, uh, different business places and so on. But, I, but I, I want us to start with the members and with the supporters in the diaspora contributing whatever they can within their means towards the party. Yeah, yeah, and you're absolutely correct, uh, Dr. Fontaine, because, you know, I do two radio programs, one with a radio station. You started TDNradio.net and mm -hmm. Taps Potential, as well as Roots Connections on Q95 Radio. And, you know, the ability to tap into our diaspora has been my mission, because there are so many of us who have left Dominica, and now, thanks to the power of technology, to be able to connect with our knowledge base, We've been able to make donations, financial contributions. I have reached maybe, I've had maybe at least 200 guests who have come on the programs. And that is not including the 19,000 uh, visitors we have on Push Past 10, the massive audience we have on Q95. So we certainly have the ability to reach folks. The question is, are they willing to make the commitment to donate the resources needed for the work? And I think most of us, are interested in being a part of the movement because I think we see the picture a little bit more clearer. Because I always think that, you know, um, true independence. You are listening to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. If you live in Canada, the US, and the UK and are looking for Dominica products, including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop 
on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. Listening to uh, a portion of an interview that we did with Dr. Thompson Fontaine, the new leader of the United Workers Party in Dominica. And just a reminder that today, December 6th, is the general elections in Dominica. So I think uh, we're all uh, hopeful for change, but as we know that with the snap election, it certainly gives the ruling party an advantage. So uh, looks like they will be taking all 21 seats um, in Dominica. And um, of course, many people are concerned about this, but again, we have to continue to work for change and to work to move Dominica forward because I think what we are seeing is that so many of the industries in Dominica are falling by the wayside. So you have the agricultural industry, you have the manufacturing industry, and so many of the businesses. I think at last count we had over 30 businesses which have closed in Dominica since this government has been in control of the island. And then another major issue, another major concern for us as Dominicans is just the number of Chinese businesses that seem to be taking over all the opportunities in Roseau, the number of construction and, and other major projects in Dominica that are going to foreigners. So I think as Dominicans, we do have a right to be concerned with regards to everything that is going on in Dominica. So that is the reason that we are seeking change and seeking a new administration for Dominica. So again, you just listened to the first portion of the interview of Dr. Thompson Fontaine. As, as we continue to work to move our country to, uh, forward, we will bring you uh, subsequent interviews with Dr. Fontaine as we continue over the next few weeks. And as a reminder, this episode of Untapped Potential is brought to you through the kind compliments of Flying Dress Dominica. So again, Flying Dress Dominica, we are certainly grateful for your sponsorship of this episode of Untapped Potential right here on TDN Radio. And for more information, you can visit them at flyingdressdominica.com. So again, flyingdressdominica.com for more information. So as we continue along with the program, I thought we would take a look at the importance of gratitude. So our tip of the week is going to be on gratitude. And I think we all know the importance of being grateful every day for life, grateful every day for family, for jobs, for our children's educations, and all the opportunities that we enjoy. But I wanted to delve a little bit deeper into the importance of gratitude. So this article is from psychologytoday.com, again, psychologytoday.com, and it is entitled Gratitude. So gratitude is the expression of appreciation for what one, one has. It is a recognition of value independent of monetary worth. 
are spontane spontaneously generated from within. It is an affirmation of goodness and warmth. This social emotion strengthens relationships and its roots run deep in evolutionary history, emanating from the survival value of helping others and being helped in return. Studies show that specific areas of the brain are involved in experiencing and expressing gratitude. Brain scans of people assigned a task that stimulates expression of gratitude show lasting changes in the prefrontal cortex that heightens sensitivity to future expressions of gratitude. So a really good article here on psychology today, and then it goes into what is gratitude, it also talks about is gratitude an emotion or is it a feeling? And here's another important thing, why gratitude matters. Psychologists find that over time, feeling grateful boosts happiness and fosters both physical and psychological health, even among those already struggling with mental health problems. Studies show that practicing gratitude curbs the use of words expressing negative emotions and shifts inner attention away from such negative emotions as resentment and envy, minimizing the possibility of ruminating, which is a hallmark of depression. Yes, some very, very important in information, including how to cultivate gratitude, how to ensure you're grateful every day, tips to foster gratitude. For example, keep a journal, write down three things, identify three things that have gone well for you and identify the cause. Write thank you notes to others. Think about people who have inspired you and what about them was most significant. Engage in mental subtraction. Imagine what your life would be like if some positive events had not occurred. So a truly impressive article over there on psychology today entitled Gratitude. So take a look at it. Um, if you're looking to increase your gratitude, increase what you're grateful for. So we'll spend less time on negative emotions and more time on positive emotions. And that sort of energizes us to be able to pursue those goals that we always talk about on this program. So here we are again at the end of the program. The hour always seems to go by very quickly and we are grateful to you, our loyal listeners. If this is your first time joining us, we want to say welcome aboard. Set your reminder to be here with us every Tuesday from 5.30 Eastern Standard Time as we get powered up and energized for the week ahead and as we uh, remind ourselves of the important life goals that we we ought to be working on. So again, thank you for being here. Um, if you would like to get in touch with me, you can also do always do so at pushpast10 at gmail.com, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T, one zero 
at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our website, pushpast10.com, for all the important ways that we're working to move Dominica and the Caribbean region forward. So that website again, pushpast10.com. And while you're on there, don't forget to click on the YouTube link for all our interviews that we have conducted, as well as the past podcast link for any episode of the program you may have missed along the way. So again, I want to thank you for joining us for another episode of Untapped Potential. Uh, Don't forget that your life story is your strength. The challenges that you faced in the past have prepared you for the challenges that you face today. So remember to stay strong, stay positive, stay active, and stay engaged until we meet again right back here for another episode of Untapped Potential. You take care.